For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm Celeste Simmons. Today I'm here with David DeBry from Your Home Caregiving and Chance Powell from Senior Solutions. They're here today to talk with us about aging comfortably. Thank you for being with me here today. Glad Thanks to be here. Thanks for having us. So what exactly is senior care and why is this topic so important? Well, senior care is just, it's simply finding care for any of the elderly population so they can be comfortable as they age. And it can include personal services, like activities that they do, all the way up to um, rehab or home health or hospice. Yeah, and I just wanted to add a couple things. Um, you know, obviously, um, we have a big, um, you know, onset of the population that's going to become over the age of 65. And unfortunately, um, our bodies, uh, as we get older, there's a lot of things that uh, start to fade and a lot of abilities that start to decline. And so senior care really are the solutions and the options that seniors can tap into uh, to make sure that they age comfortably like has been discussed, and, and just um, help them meet their needs as they age. And I'll, I'll also note that families are the ones that have to carry the burden of the aging. And there's, like Chance said, there's the population is increasing greatly, and 70% of seniors are probably going to need care after age 65. And so families need help navigating this, and that's, that's what we do. We help navigate them navigate this. And can you tell me more about each of these care solutions that you have for the seniors? So uh, my company is Senior Solutions. Um, We have been in business for over four and a half years, and I've spent my entire career in senior care. Um, I've been an assisted living and a nursing home administrator, as well as a certified senior advisor. And so um, our business is a consulting company, um, and kind of our mantra is your guide through the aging journey. And so we work, uh, like David said, um, we do work with senior citizens directly, absolutely. But a lot of times, it's the children who are really concerned about their 80 and 90-year-old parents who are having some deficits and some things come up. And so we kind of help in five core areas. We help um, senior citizens with housing, with in-home options, and that's how me and David have met. David's got a really neat business to help people stay in their home longer. Um, and then we help connect them to resources and professionals, and we have events. And so we just tell people, I view myself as a coach, and uh, because I've spent my entire career in senior care, I know how stressful and how anxious it is to have to make these decisions and to kind of, there's so many layers to these decisions, so much emotion with these decisions. And so my role is to make sure I understand how the industry all connects and make sure the families get the information they deserve and connect them to providers such as David to implement a solution that's going to be beneficial for their families. And you you talk about the options. Um, I'm pretty specific. Your home caregiving, we offer 24-7 live-in care. So people who want to stay in their homes but need 24-7 care and the family can't do it, I hire caregivers to actually move in and live full-time with these people. But there's other options. There's assisted living facilities. That's what most people are familiar with where your loved one can go move into the assisted living facility. They also have independent living facilities, which is where a person can move in. It's usually uh, next to an assisted living facility. They don't need all the medical help, but they want to be somewhere where they can go down and have lunch or meals, uh, have a place to stay, social environment. Um, And then 
some of the other options that, again, Chance can consult with families on are home health and hospice companies. They're the ones that handle the medical side of aging. And uh, I've found also that, uh, like Chance said, that it's always the children calling or family members calling for help. Because a lot of our seniors, our elderly population, they've they really have um, experienced a lot in life, and uh, we find they're very capable. But their bodies, their mi- their bodies don't keep up with their minds always, and so they don't always recognize uh, the changes. But the family does, and so that's why the family calls. And uh, any other options for them, chance that you can? Yeah, I just wanted to add on some of the things you were saying. Um, when I think about senior care, I think of it as a continuum or there's kind of various steps along the way. Um, and we're going to touch base briefly on this. So when you're at home, you know, usually when you get into your 70s, that's when the body starts to to slow down just a little bit. Now, I say usually there are some really active and engaged 90-year-olds um, that this wouldn't apply. But in your 70s, things become a little bit more difficult in the home. And so a lot of times they'll tap into what's called personal care services, which David mentioned. It's essentially a senior citizen has identified a task that is either they're not able to perform anymore or they don't want to perform anymore. It's not worth it. So, for example, cooking used to be a lot easier to cook for a family of five. Um, That may not be worth it for them. And cleaning um, certainly they could clean their house, but they maybe decide that getting help in the home is much better use of their time. And then there's uh, getting dressed. There's remembering to take meds. There's helping in the bathroom if needed and all sorts of tasks. And so personal care services is really having helpers come in the home to fill in gaps that you, have a, you as a family have decided you need help with, um, which kind of leads to home health. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you know about Home health, David? Yeah, this is a really interesting area. <clears throat> Chance and I, we uh, partner a lot with the home health hospice companies, and they handle the medical side. The personal care services that Chance was talking about, they don't, most of them don't do that. A couple of them do, like Eden and Aspen, home health hospice, but um, most of them just interested in doing the medical side. And so if a, a, someone wants to stay in their home, but they've got medical issues, then a company can take care of them with the personal care side, but then home health and hospice will come in and help out on the medical side. And uh, just to differentiate, home health is when someone has had some condition that has limited their capabilities, but it's curable or they can get better from it. That's what home health hap- uh, deals with. Like, so for example, someone breaks their hip and gets surgery, then they might be in a rehab facility for a short time till they can get to a certain point, and then they go home. And then home health will come in with physical therapists, bath aids, nurses, and throughout the week help them get better so they can get back to a, a certain level of living. Hospice is end of life, and it's when someone has something terminal, either old age or cancer or whatever it is, and that's when hospice comes in, and it's about comfort making sure the person's comfortable as they continue to age. And one thing we've learned is that people think hospice should only be engaged like at the very end of life when death is imminent. That's not the case. You can engage six months, a year. We've had patients go two years uh, on hospice um, because 
they're on hospice and hospice can help them be comfortable and um, uh, help them enjoy life as they go. So uh, that's something we want families to know is that among all these options, you can engage earlier than you think you, you usually would. Right. And I uh, appreciate all the things that David share spot on. And I just wanted to add a couple things to that. It is nice with home health and hospice that's generally covered by Medicare, which most senior citizens have. Um, but what me and David have found is sometimes with what Medicare provides, there's some gaps in coverage. So um, what I mean by that is generally Medicare covers skilled services. And what we mean by skilled services is that it requires an advanced degree like a physical therapist or a registered nurse um, to come in. And usually hospice and home health, they're coming in a couple days a week for a couple hours at a time. And we found that a lot of families sometimes need, um, you know, two, four, six, eight, um, in David's case, 24-7 support for their loved ones. And so a lot of times it's it's patching together a plan that's covered by Medicare, that, care that's covered by long-term care insurance, that's covered by um, various payer sources, but it's not usually not just one thing to set yourself up for success. It's multiple factors that comes in. And I know the the 24-7 realm is kind of a next step. So David, do you want to talk about, because, you know, the personal care and the home health that we talked about, that's generally, you're doing fairly well. It, you need some help, but can you kind of talk about the when it becomes 24-7 assistance and what that looks like? Yeah. The, you know, you, like Chance said, you have a lot of cases, most cases when someone wants to stay home, they just need a couple hours of personal care. And you have companies like Visiting Angels or um, Senior Partners and some of the home health hospice companies that can come in for those few hours. But there's some that... Uh, either want or need that 24-7 care. Either they can't do, they can't um, bathe themselves or toilet. They're a fall risk. That's a very common thing. Uh, they have memory issues, which is also very common, uh, Alzheimer's. And and the family recognizes that this person cannot, it would be a danger to them to be alone in their home for long periods of time. And sometimes, uh, often the the, fa- the the, the elderly do not recognize that, but the family does. And so it's when they cannot take care of themselves without some sort of risk. And David, do you mind speaking, because this is kind of up your wheelhouse, what's a good situation in terms of getting your company involved with living caregivers? You've kind of already mentioned it a little bit, but what have you seen some of the families that are a good fit for your service? Typically it's, uh, again, someone who's... Um, really far along in the aging process and can't take care of themselves and the family just has other obligations but they they really love this parent and want them to stay in the home and recognize that that's the best place for them and in a couple of instances the the this senior has said I want to I want to stay in my home till I pass and uh, they're just willing to do what they need to do to do that and so I just have a a pool of caregivers that I move around and uh, that they uh, go and live in the home until that person passes and then they'll go to the next home. And it takes a special person to do that because they're there all the time. And uh, if the you'll find that these caregivers are special people. They feel it's a calling in their life to do this and they just love taking care of the elderly. Yeah. 
Now, just a couple other things. When someone generally needs 24-7 where they need lots of help over the course of a day, but we don't know exactly when it's going to be. Um, some people also tap into assisted living, which is essentially instead of living in your home with caregivers, um, you would have your loved one go to a facility and they would have caregivers that are there that can provide assistance. Um, it wouldn't be a one-on-one like David's would, but it'd be more like a one-to-ten ratio, and you're basically their new home would be a facility. And then they have memory care units if your loved one struggles significantly with memory impairments and they like to wander. They're secured units that's going to keep them safe and not walking out onto the streets. And then if, if your loved one is really struggling with complex medical tasks, uh, they may need skilled nursing. And so um, we're just briefly scratching the surface. Basically, every step of the way, there is an option um, that can help assist and make it easier for a senior. And in the case of myself, I kind of educate on that. In the case of David, he actually has a service that he does that's part of the continuum. And I think uh, it's really neat with David. Um, We haven't had a live-in caregiver company here in East Idaho, so that's a wonderful blessing because um, most seniors want to stay in their home. And um, I'm glad I get to work with David because he's just one of many factors that can, you know, kind of be like the puzzle. Um, And one thing we probably won't get to talk much about, there's a lot of programs, resources, and supports that – um, can play a part of that, but a lot of people don't know what what those um, how to pay for it and how to tap into those resources. Well, I'll give two two key ones, then I'm going to let Chance talk about some of the out out of ordinary type of pay. But first of all, there's private pay, so that's cash out of the pocket, which is re- pretty much all personal care services companies just do private pay, and also assisted or independent living is private pay. Um, but then there's Medicare or Medicaid, uh, which oh, which uh, is for home health hospice companies. They'll usually cover that, but that's covered it to a certain level. Uh, and Chance talked about long-term insurance plans before. Those are few and far between, but uh, those do offer a great option uh, for paying for care. Yeah, so to add on with that, long-term care insurance is something you specifically purchase as a policy. Uh, it's not something that you usually purchase when you're 80 or 90. There's a enrollment, and obviously with any insurance, there's a risk with an insurer uh, at the age in which you enroll. Obviously, if you and I um, enrolled right now, we'd have no problem enrolling. But generally, you need to be under the age of 50 for it to be cost-effective and to actually be um, enrolled. There's also new combination products um, that your insurance agents can talk more about that's like a combination uh, life insurance slash long-term care insurance. But these discussions need to start happening now. Um, you really, when you start having these discussions when you're 80 or 90, in some respects, it's too late. And I think many of our listeners today have known someone who got in a really hard situation in the end of life, and they kind of were out of options because they didn't plan ahead. And so if if our discussion only just helps people think about, well, geez, um, maybe I want to start thinking about what I want my long-term care journey to look like, then I think it will have been a success. Another thing that there are VA benefits, veterans. So for our veterans who serve during you know eligible wartime periods um, and meet the additional qualifications that come with that, there's stipends and 
uh, money that can come to help pay for care in the home and in a facility. And then uh, Department of Energy, we have a lot of people in this area that work um, out at the INL. And basically, there's uh, in the past, uh, there used to be a lot of people that worked in dangerous situations that they weren't necessarily aware they were working in. And so if, if you develop some health conditions like a cancer that was traced to your service out there, there's tremendous payouts and tremendous support for long-term care because basically um, they put people in harm's way and they didn't know it. And so, um, you know, the Medicaid piece that um, David talked about, um, that is something that's kind of a catch-all if you don't have private pay, if you don't have long-term care insurance, um, you know, if you don't have uh, nuclear benefits or cash on hand, Medicaid is a state payer that will pay for long-term care. The challenge with that is, is um, basically with, and I need to be careful about this, but a lot of times with government payers, um, many people in the industry perceive it as underfunded. And so it's hard to attract the talent to provide the service that you want. And so that's a thing where some people can avoid being on Medicaid um, we just tell people if you have an option to get connected with some of these benefits, do it because Medicaid's kind of tough. Sometimes it's um, you get what you get. Um, David has mentioned a lot of personal care service companies won't take Medicaid anymore. Um, a lot of assisted livings won't take Medicaid. And so there is support for them, but I just always say if you have a chance to improve your situation now, make sure you improve that because um, there is a lot of changes and a lot of life decisions that need to be made after the age of 50. And the whole goal is to make it um, as good of an aging journey as possible, not just hope that things work out. Because rarely, I mean, David, can you speak to that? You've you've been in this a little while. Have you seen the difference between people that are prepared and those that aren't and the difference they experience for them? Absolutely. Typically, when you get the call from a family member, you can tell the there's panic in their voice if there hasn't been much planning done. But then there's those that call and say, you know, I've done this, this, and this, and my loved one has Alzheimer's. Um, uh, we would like some care, and this is what I have in place. So you get all along the spectrum of people uh, who have planned or who have not planned for this. And it's going to affect everyone and uh, at some point in time. And so, like Chance said, planning is a great option, and his, his service is, you know, there to help consult either beforehand or when the time is needed. And how can they get in contact with you two? Um, my phone number, they can call me at 208-821-0955. And I'll do that one more time, 208-821-0955. And then my email is info at seniorsolutionscp.com. And so you can text, call, or email. Uh, so you can just go to my website. It's yourhomecaregiving.com. My phone number's on there. Uh, Chance and I love the personal touch. We keep our businesses to where we can be the ones that are talking to you and um, helping you out. And, yeah, like Chance said, this is something we love. We love to take care of people and, and allow family members to relax and enjoy the journey instead of having to be the full-time caregiver. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, David and Chance, for meeting with me today.